Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, artificial intelligence has been developing at an absolutely staggering rate for the last couple of decades, bringing about excitement and fear. Chat GPT is a new AI bot that has the ability to write a movie script in the style of Scorsese or craft a poem with the flair of WB Yeats. Joining me now to talk all things artificial intelligence is the professor of AI at UCC, Barry O'Sullivan. Barry, how are you today? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. This is a major step up, is it, in in what a very significant development in what AI and, and bots are capable of? Yeah, I think this is a really impressive um, uh, chatbot. I suppose technically it's what we call a language model. It's something that can generate text. Um, no, it's 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 really impressive. You know, as you say, um, uh, it's great fun to uh, to interact with it and have it, you know, uh, generate poetry in the in the style of of uh, Doctor Zeus and everything else. It's 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 really interesting. It's really exciting. It's really entertaining. For for a listener, is it like a very high powered version of Siri or Alexa? Yeah, exactly. So you know, it can you can you can ask it to to generate text about something. You can ask it to um, you know to give you a recipe for something, write you a song, um, write you a story, a, a screenplay, as you say. So yeah, it, it is kind of like Siri on steroids. Um, and uh, you know, I think this this one is really really compelling, and it's it's interesting to see lots of journalists are actually um, either opening articles about it or closing articles about it using paragraphs written by ChatGPT. Right. Well, how is it able to do this? What When you ask us to do something, what is it actually doing? So so this is uh, trained on, so this system is trained on huge amounts of, of text. So, you know, everything from websites and context of books and everything, you know, so huge volumes of, uh, of text. And of course, when you ask it uh, a question, um, you know, it knows first of all well how to generate a piece of text, so it knows what uh, what well formed text looks like, and that's you know that's not new technology. Um, but I suppose what's new about it is, is that it can extract what is relevant and interesting, and and generate maybe new uh, text that um, uh, well apparently new text that maybe you haven't been seen before. So there's a little bit of surprise in it. Um, but essentially, it's it's using you know effectively. Everything that's readable on the internet, everything that's readable in in digital form, uh, to inform the language model that can then sort of generate the text. So it's a, it's a it's the ultimate in sort of big data type applications. Right. So it, it is learning as it goes, is it? Yeah, it, it is learning. Um, it's doing what's called reinforcement learning. So if you ask if you ask it to produce something and you don't like it, you can give it some feedback. And so, um, or so you you can enter into a conversation with it, for example. And so it is learning from that. So you know, if you ask it to to generate text about um, about news talk, and uh, um, you know, it says something that's you know incorrect. You know, you know who's a who's a, the afternoon presenter on news talk, and you know, it gives a name. You say, well, that's not the person. You know, it's actually so and so. You know, it'll remember that, and it'll 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 score um, uh, the uh, the algorithm behind GPT to actually make sure it doesn't make that mistake. In the future, so that's also what's, what's very, very interesting about it because it's also constantly changing. Now, the, the big distinction here is between thinking and learning. <laughs> so yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Is it thinking? Not really. So it doesn't understand the world as we understand it, right? So it can generate lots of very, very convincing and very interesting text, um, but it doesn't understand the world in all sorts of ways that we find sort of natural. So um, a colleague of mine in the US, Ernie Davis at NYU, you know, and uh, and a colleague of his, Gary Marcus, they've been they've been trying to sort of trick it into making mistakes. And so very, very they've found this, some very, very simple things can make mistakes. So you know, um, two, two children walk 
walking along the road, one sees a cat, uh, points it out to the other one, da 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 Who saw the cat first? You know, so these types of puzzles. And what's interesting is that chat GPT seems to get um, just a basic understanding of time incorrect, you know. So so that sort of common sense, that uh, that understanding of the world, it doesn't quite have. Of course, you know, it can that can be corrected over time, but it can generate language, but it can't think and it can't reason um, in the same way as you and I can. So it's not a, it's not a, uh, an AI system in the sense of the kind of intelligence that you and I have and understanding that we have about the world. Right, but the kind of things people are saying it's able to do, they're fairly remarkable, aren't they? Oh, you yeah, can, you can, really impressive. you know, yeah. write Shakespeare in the style of Jane Austen. Yeah, yeah, it can. It's amazing. Like it's, it's really great fun to interact with. And um, of course, there's there's things we should be a little bit sort of wary of here. So obviously, this generate. I mentioned earlier that you know journalists are using it to sort of generate the opening and closing paragraphs of their of their uh, articles. And of course, that's to make the point that look at how good the text yeah. is. But of course, you don't know. Even though the text is convincing. You do have to check if it's if it's accurate and if it's reliable, um, and uh, this is something that we're still quite a bit away. So this this sort of verifying the understanding and the facts are right. are are reliable, and so um, and you can imagine the kind of complications and problems that that, that creates. Right. I'm just trying to think of people who might be listening to this who are getting nervous about their jobs. Um, if you did ask it to write, say, a large article <laughs> in yep. a newspaper, um, an editor would come back and say it's very derivative, would they? Well, the, the it's interesting actually to um, it, it would be interesting to generate some articles about things and, and bring them back to editors and ask them, well, um, well, here's my piece. What do you think? And see if it pass pass uh, if it passes that test. Um, and it, it, I think it quite easily could pass the test. Of course, I don't think journalists need to worry um, about about their jobs because, of course, what's very important is to make sure that the veracity of the piece is is there. And so I think what, what we see with these kinds of technologies is that the, the, the nature of the work changes. So, for example, while the journalist might not be worrying about sort of starting with a blank page and, and writing up a piece, they might start with something that's, that has been generated by a system like this, but they still have to then come along and edit the piece and maybe add the color, you know, yeah. add the, make sure the facts are there. So, so you know, the, the responsibility and the nature of the job changes. It, it isn't being removed. Right. I, I'm thinking it will lack a bit of flair and stuff that, that the yes, human exactly. brain is able it's to translate these things. But in other settings where flair isn't really something that you're looking for, say, for instance, in an exam setting uh, where you just want to show that you're, you're, the student has a good grasp of, of all the facts involved, this would, it would ace that, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's, this is going to be a real challenge. And there's other systems like this, you know, that, that write programs and so on um, that are difficult to recognize as artificially generated. So this this is a real challenge, right? So it is the ultimate waffle machine. You know, if you want to, uh, you know, you want to write a, a 5,000 word essay about the Irish Civil War, it'll generate a um, it'll generate a, a good essay about the about the Irish Civil War. It might not be perfectly correct. But then again, maybe uh, maybe your average student isn't going to write exactly. an article that's yeah. very much better. <laughs> right? yeah, so, no, I'm afraid it'll work. So that might get them to a pass grade, maybe even a C grade. Who knows? Well, exactly, exactly. And this is going to be the this is the these are the challenges, and of course, the challenges we've been dealing with in education for quite some time. You know, um, so it, it does start beg the question of how do we how do we protect the sort of integrity of exam uh, processes? How do we um, protect the the integrity of of you know of journalism 
all these sort of things. And it's, oh, it's really quite difficult. the challenge. So, I mean, you it's... Know, could you build something that recognizes ChatGPT generated text? That's a really challenging question. Yeah, yeah ChatGPT's brother might be able to recognize <laughs> them, exactly. I'm thinking. Um, and then in, in other fields as well, just say scientific literature, where you're just writing a, you know, a science paper on you know, existing facts and this thing, it'd be able to do all that stuff as well, wouldn't it? it yeah, it, it's quite good at explaining technical topics um, and it's quite good at um, giving you an insight as to why that's the case. Sometimes it gets them badly wrong and of course this is the trick, right? So when is it... So it always looks plausible and... Um, you know, of course, you need you need the the human expertise to to ensure that it is actually accurate, right? So, um, but this is this is a problem we have on things like Wikipedia too, right? Um, like p- people can, you know, a Wikipedia article um, could very well be factually incorrect, and so um, you know, just because ChatGPT generates text that's not accurate, you know, we just need to bear in mind that we're not exactly the the fountains of of perfection either. Right. Um, so it really is, um, I think it is really, really impressive. Um, and I think um, we do have to think about, you know, what's the world going to look like as as um, as these types of technologies get in the hands of our students, of people who are writing, writing content or yeah. trying to understand things. Um, it's really going to be uh, be a sort of an int- it, it opens up all sorts of interesting avenues. Right. Uh, do you think with, you know because at the moment it's Siri and Alexa that we have as our go to sources? Is there a point in which they may be replaced by? She doesn't have a, ch- a good name yet, but but this this new invention. Yeah. Um, well, absolutely. I think you could you can already very very easily uh, connect ChatGPT up to a to a voice assistant. You know, you could, um, and uh, that's not a that's not technically difficult at all. It's interesting that you that you that you mentioned it doesn't have a name. Um, like the lots of lots of criticism a criticism I've had of lots of AI systems is that um, particularly the assistive ones is that they all have female names. Yeah. It's interesting that ChatGPT doesn't have a female name. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's not a not a catchy name at all, Chat. It's not a catchy name at all. It'll be interesting to see what's what, what it's called ultimately, you know. And I think yeah. there's, a, there's a sort of there's another story there about kind of gender bias in in AI and so on. But uh, let's watch that space because I think, look, th- this is a really fascinating advance, and I think far better than anything we've seen in the last right. few years. Well, we can't see where it goes. One of our listeners is slightly worried and says, can you please confirm definitively if my phone is listening to me? I'm always getting asked for conversations I've had on my phone. Any thoughts on that, Barry? You mean, um, well, so, uh, well, obviously, you can activate the voice assistant on your phone quite easily. Um, people often think that the phone is listening, listening to them because they they might see an advertisement for something that they were talking about yesterday. Um, now, um, it's not. It, it's probably not listening. That's not listening to you. It's probably because um, you have been searching for things that sort of um, that sort of hint that that's something you might be interested okay. in. Okay. Um, there have been there have been in the past been um, been uh, social media applications that have activated um, the microphone or uh, yeah the microphone to sort of get some extra context as to where you are and so on. So uh, you know I, I won't say definitively that your phone okay. is never listening to you. N- not a definitive answer there, Barry. No question. And, <laughs> so the definitive uh, answer is that there isn't one. Right. So, okay. And I look forward to. I think uh, what I think you're flying an early flag to for a good male name uh, for this as well for a bit of gender balance there. So, um, Barry, thank you very much for joining us today. It's Barry O'Sullivan there at uh, UCC. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.